How likely are you to learn something new in code today? On a scale of 1 to 10, what is that number? And I want you to think to yourself, why isn't that number lower? So I ask myself this on all sorts of questions, and I think it's really important to help you continuously remind yourself the reasons why you want to do it, right? So why is it that you want to learn? Now, I think about when I first was starting to learn, it was mainly because I wanted to have my own business, right? So that led me down the path of learning HTML and CSS, so the basic things of web design. And then that led me down learning and understanding WordPress. And then that led me down eventually realizing I need to make my own custom software to have the solutions I need along the way. But all the while, is a, the motivation was to have a business that I could work on online, on the internet, anywhere in the world. I still find that so compelling, right? So like, does it really matter where I am right now working on this? The answer should be no, right? And if you're listening to this, there's a good chance that you don't live anywhere close to me. And if you do, that's awesome. If you don't, that's cool too. This is something the internet provides us. Now, granted, this is not software. I'm not doing software right now. I'm just talking. But when I was learning how to code, I didn't actually know that you could eventually get to the point where you could just talk and have a podcast. So the same question is true for any area, right? So like on a scale of one to 10, how likely am I to go exercise today? Well, that number has been a five. And then asking myself that question and as well as the perspective of why isn't it lower, then my answers start to become very clear. I start to realize that I want to be healthier. I want to live longer. I want to feel better. And I think all of those things align with working out. So this, this is a really good question when it comes to finding that motivation or that extra motivation to learn something new in code today and every day going forward. Now, I have fostered this idea in myself of being an endless coder. Like I will never stop learning better techniques on how to code. Even if artificial intelligence completely takes away that job, I still find it fascinating because for me, it provides a new perspective on how to operate in the world and how to see things in the world that just isn't always clear in other areas of my life, right? So you might hear the term of like hacking something together. This is sort of what I'm referring to is like, how do you solve these problems and do it in a way where once it's solved, it doesn't need to be solved again. Sure, it can be improved, but but that's what software allows us to do is a lot of times we solve these problems that don't need to be solved again. Much like light, the light bulb is a problem that was solved a very long time ago. And sure, we've improved light technology, but we don't actually need to worry about having light anymore. 
Now, of course, that begs the question, do we have electricity? And it starts to get into all these other interesting questions. But that first question, how likely are you to do X on a scale of 1 to 10? And why isn't that number lower? That will help you remind yourself of the reasons why you want to do it in the first place. And I actually think this is a really good place to start. It's a good place to think about when we are building our projects and when we think about and decide whether or not we want to learn a new skill. And in this case, we're going to be talking about code. Now, I would say that learning how to code through a podcast is not the best way to do it. The best way to learn how to code is to actually open up a terminal or a software program and actually start writing code. That's the best way is to actually do it. But the reason I have a podcast is not because it's the best way, but it's because I can share some insights that I learn along the way in a different format. So while you're driving or working out or you're on your break at work, you can listen to things just a little bit differently and hopefully shed some light on everything that it is that you might consider doing or thinking about while you're building your code. Now, I've been doing a lot more live events and that's live on YouTube. So join cfe.com. That's J-O-I-N-C-F-E.com slash YouTube. Y O-U-T-U-B-E, joincfe.com slash YouTube. We do some live events there. So if you subscribe there and hit the bell for notifications, you'll know about these live events so you can get a lot of these questions that you may have answered in real time. Another aspect of doing these live Q&A is so I can make more content like this and start to answer questions that you may have. Now, before we go away, I wanted to tell you a little bit about a story from my own life as it relates to questions. Now, when I was in college, this was probably 2009, or I mean, I was in college in 2009, and, and what I'm referring to is probably happening in 2009. I took this class with the founder of Kinko's, which is now called FedEx Office. It's a very interesting business, but essentially what they did was they introduced the idea of getting things printed and copied to just the general public. Because not everyone had access to those tools when it was released in the 1970s. So what the founder did in our class, his name's Paul Orfla, his story is very interesting. I highly recommend his book and any talk that you can watch on YouTube. Paul Orfla, the founder of Kinkos, had us sitting in our classroom and, I mean, he did a lot of very interesting things, but this in particular was about questions. He would sit us in a room where we were all in a big circle. It kind of reminded me of being a kid again, because most classes we don't sit in a circle, like with the teacher in the circle with us, right? You might sit in a half circle or an auditorium. In Paul's case, it was a big circle with a big empty spot in the middle. Granted, we had desks, but... Uh, like we weren't sitting on the floor, but it was, it was really close to that. It was, it was pretty interesting to think about that setup in general. So what we would do in this circle, on occasion, we would have these question sessions 
where we would go around in a circle and literally just ask questions. No responses, no answers, just questions. Person by person, new question after new question. And sometimes Paul would be like, oh, that's interesting. Sometimes he'd be like, hmm, okay. But most of the time, it was just he would look at you, wait for you to ask your question, and then go to the next person. Now, a lot of times you'd see this interesting theme where one person would ask a question and then the people after them would ask a similar question or something in the same domain. And then out of the blue, something else would come out. So these questions really were important to him, important enough that he wanted to impart this on us. I've never done something like this before, and I really haven't seen it done a whole lot since. And my understanding of what we were doing in this exercise was to start thinking in terms of questions and not in terms of answers. Because I've come to realize that that often it's the question that we're asking is leading us to the answer that we're getting. And that means that the question might become or might be more important than the answer we give. It might literally be the thing that we should be focusing on. And that's why I wanted to start this with that question. Because once you start to have these sort of answers for yourself, then you know where to go. But asking better questions is what it's all about. And I would say learning how to code, even if you don't want to be a professional software developer yourself, and maybe you want to run a project, maybe you just have an idea of something you want to automate, or maybe you need to work with a freelancer, or maybe you're just interested in this technology that drives so much of our world. All of these ideas are good reasons to think about code, but once you learn it, I promise you, your questions in relation to automation will get much, much better. So I'll leave you with a question. On a scale of 1 to 10, how likely are you going to learn how to code today or learn something new today? And why isn't that number lower? Thank you.